Good afternoon and good evening. I'm wondering, folks, if you've ever thought about passing the test. And quite often we pass our own tests, and, but can we pass God's test? And when we buy a car or a house or, or some of those big ticket items, we want to be sure that we're not wasting our money. We want good value for our hard-earned dollar, our hard-earned dollar, our hard-earned, you know, a shilling, a yen, rupee, whatever the currency is. We want good value, and it's the same with our salvation. We want, well, we need occasionally to do a self-check. Make sure we're okie-dokie with the Lord hey. in all sorts of respects and areas. Helen, could you read for me, please, Second Corinthians 13, verse 5. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Is it only one verse? Just the one verse, thanks. Oh, wow. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in faith. Test yourselves. Do not realize that do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you unless of course you fail the test? Mm. So what was the first word? First two Examine. words? Examine. Examine. Examine yourself. And yeah. um see whether you are in in the faith. Examine yourselves to see. Test yourself. Examine yourselves. Test yourself, and don't fail the test. Interesting. So, uh, many years ago, I was a railway man. I used to be a railway worker, and my job was to. I was a train examiner, and I used to have to examine every train that left our depot, freight train and passenger train. I had to look at the wheels, the brakes and the undergear to make sure everything was working and it was roadworthy and safe to travel. A train examiner. But now I'm a Christian believer and this verse is telling me that I should examine myself. You know, Helen, every Sunday when we participate in Holy Communion, we're given, the examine. we're given the opportunity to examine ourselves. Aren't That's we? very true. We watch out ourselves, our works with God. So in this passage, Paul urges us to examine our hearts. Why? To make sure we are in the faith. Mm. So are you in the faith, or are you not in the faith? Mm. That, my friends, is the question. Faithful or faithless. Mm. Now, doubts of our salvation can bring us down because sometimes we become complacent in our relationship with God and it's not a good place to be. Complacency mm-hmm. is not so good. This can have disastrous effects for the serious believer. It really mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. And although this verse says to examine yourself, don't be mistaken by looking inward. We're not talking about looking inward. We're talking about self examination mm-hmm. so salvation comes from only one source which is the word of God oh, hallelujah the moment we trust Christ we can know and believe on the authority that the buy of the Bible I'm going to say that again the moment we trust Christ we can know on the authority of the Bible that we have been born again. Mm. So there are several areas we can look to see if we pass the test. And 
folks, there's a few areas here I want to talk about. Holiness, hatred of sin, love of the brethren, righteousness, obedience, and the last one, separation from the world. So let me touch on these areas just briefly. The first question I've got, what is holiness? Holiness is one of the essential elements of God's nature that is required of his people. That's for mm-hmm. all of those who believe God. Mm. I'm not talking about the cults, the sects, the religions, mm-hmm. the ear ticklers. Yeah. To me, all of those things are part of the noise of the world. Mm, the world is noisy. Prosperity. So we need to push away the noise of the world. Mm, that's true. And if we're going to listen to any noise, listen to the noise of the scripture. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, but holiness is one of the essential elements of God's nature required of his people. Mm. Holiness may also be called sanctification or godliness. And the Hebrew word for holy denotes that which is sanctified or that which is set apart, mm-hmm. not just for service. Are we talking set apart for divine service? Amen. Their service, the ear ticklers give service, but those that are set set apart, mm. that holy for God, yeah, are true. the uh, their service is divine because mm. we do it. From the heart, we do it for the Lord. Mm-hmm. We're not doing it for works. We're not doing it to get a good name. We're doing it out of our love for God. And it shows a faithfulness. Mm. God has high expectations of his people. And God's expectations of his people flow out of his own holy nature. Exodus nineteen six says, You shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Mm. That's what we need to be. Again, I'm going to say it again. Folks, put away the noise of the world Mm -hmm. and listen to the noise of the scripture. Listen to the gospel. The world's a noisy place. The world will tell you the doom and gloom story. Mm. Oh, COVID's coming again and there's more earthquakes and there's volcanic eruptions and and there's politics happening here and there. And and, uh, folks, in the whole scheme of things, none of that matters. Mm. What matters is your relationship with God, because when yeah. it's when it's your turn to go to heaven, whether you know, whether you go through death or whether you go through the rapture, mm. um, when it's your turn, folks, you want to know where you're going, mm. and yeah, you don't want to go to your church the day after the rapture or the Sunday after the it rapture. It will be closed, and find the doors <laughs> the locked. Exactly. will be gone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What what a terrible thing that will be. But you said you leave the the key under the mat. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave the key under the mat. So that if you go to my church, if you missed out on the rapture, you'll be able to go to church and I don't know who you'll get to preach. You might have to preach your own sermon or something. But be <laughs> Can you preach if you're not even connected? Well, there'll be some Bibles in there. Have a look around. <laughs> Do your best. I'll be gone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> raptured. Alrighty, back to the message. Mm. So the theme of sanctification or growing in God's likeness and being consecrated for his use Mm. is 
prominent throughout the Bible. And like Jesus, the apostles taught that sanctification or true holiness Mm. um, expressed itself in patient and loving service while awaiting the Lord's return. Mm. Now, Peter urged the suffering Christians of Roman Empire to follow God's example of holiness in their trials. As he who has called you is holy, you shall also be holy in your conduct. And that comes out of 1 Peter 1, uh, verse 15. But folks, I, I don't want to go on this too much, but God is looking for a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Mm. And if we continue to dabble in, um, you know, let's say temptation, um, then we are making ourselves less than holy. We're making ourselves less than holy. Mm. So God has a standard. He has a high standard. Mm. But that standard is able to be attained. You have to attain that standard. Yep. It's not that high. Others have made it. You can make it. Just be holy and righteous before the Lord. Look, so true. And the thing is, we don't need to do it in our own strength. Mm. Jesus left and the Holy Spirit came. Mm-hmm. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside. And the Holy Spirit represents the Holy Spirit represents everything scripture. Everything scripture. So you listen to the Holy Spirit and you follow scripture. Mm. No worries. Alright. Let me move on. I want to talk about hatred of sin. Mankind originally fell into sin at the temptation of Mm. Satan. As the tempter, he continues to lure people into sin. Again, 1 Peter 5, 8. But nevertheless, people remain fully responsible for what they do. So no matter if you are the one that commits a sin, Mm -hmm. then... No matter who told you to do that or whether you were tempted, you are the one that has made the decision. So therefore you are the one who is responsible. Mm. Sin is not represented in the Bible as the absence of good. Neither is it represented as an illusion that stems from our human limitations. Mm. Sin is portrayed as a real and positive evil. Sin is more than unwise behaviour that produces sorrow and distress. Sin is rebellion against God's law. It's rebellion. Sin is really rebellion against the standards of righteousness. And there's Psalm 119, verse 160. Sin is the rebellion against the standard of righteousness. Again, this dark background of sin and its reality, the gospel... Is, sorry. Again, this dark background of sin and its reality, the gospel comes as the good news of the deliverance that God has provided through his son. Mm. Jesus bears the penalty of sin in place of his people. Mark 10.45 Jesus also redeems us from lawlessness and makes us long for the good works in service to God and others. And that one comes from Titus 2.14. But but what do you think, and I really like this statement, that sin 
um, sorry, rebellion against God's law or rebellion is, um, what did I say? Uh, sin is a rebellion against the standard of God's righteousness. And God, God's righteousness is initially it was set out in law in the, in the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. That was all about God's righteousness and God's standards. Yeah. And, you know, thou shalt not, they should only have one God. They should not kill, they not, shall not steal, mm-hmm. they shall not covet. And all of those, we see them or we taught them as the Ten Commandments. And we say, well, it's okay. Um, Jesus died and, and, uh, and, and, and fulfilled the law, and now there's only two commandments. Um, you know, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and, and, and uh, love your neighbour as yourself. So we say all that, but still, the law is actually representing... God's standard of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And God, those standards of righteousness, in one sense they've been fulfilled in Christ, mm-hmm. but only fulfilled to the extent that our sin is now atoned for. Mm-hmm. And if we break the law, or let me put it another way, if we fail to measure up to the standard of God's righteousness, then that sin is atoned for, but also now repentance mm. is necessary. Mm. So tell me about repentance. Repentance is turning away from your former kind of life that was not pleasing to God. Mm. Repent. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh, uh. Forgetting about or stopping about doing the things that are not pleasing to God, mm. changing your ways mm. around turn and going the other side, God's way. Yep, yep, exactly. And once we repent truly from the heart, mm. we will be forgiven. We'll amen, be forgiven. amen. Okay, let me move on. Love of the brethren. Christians are a brotherhood in the service of Christ, a family made up of those who do the will of God. And a new commandment I give to you, Jesus said to his disciples, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this we will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. A Christian's love should extend beyond brotherhood it should extend beyond brotherhood Mm. okay however to all people if you greet brethren only Mm -hmm. said jesus on the sermon on the mount what do you do then more than others Mm -hmm. i can go to church and greet the brethren but what does that really mean? Surely when I go to work or when I'm at the supermarket, I can also greet people. Yeah. Yeah? It's not just about the brethren, is it? No. It's, a, it's everyone. Yeah, and having that relationship, that Christ relationship with everyone, the brethren and the world. 
And that's interesting the way you said it because I tend to feel salvation is about God's love. Yep. So if salvation is God's love, God has loved us. Yep. That he has given his son to die on the cross for us. Mm. Then we as Christians or as people who believe in Jesus Christ should exercise this love to everyone else in this world. Absolutely. Whether a Christian, a Muslim, a Hinduist, everyone mm-hmm. share this love that they will see the love of Christ in you. And that will be a good way of you encouraging them of who you are. And out of that, you never know. Someone might change their heart just because there is love in you. Well, what about Matthew five forty four? Hmm. You want me to read it? No. What does it talk about? It talks about the Christian is not only called to love his neighbour and his brother, mm. but he's also called to love his enemy. Yes. So that's love all around, isn't it? It is. It is. You might say, oh, I love the pastor, or I love the pastor's family, or I love the elders or the mm. deacons. Mm. Okay, that's cool. Mm. What about your enemy? Yeah, it's very, very hard for us to love our enemies. And I believe we all have enemies. Everywhere we have enemies. To some extent. To some extent. And we don't, want, we don't like having enemies, actually. But we would would be happy if everyone would be friendly to you. Mm. But again, the Bible is telling us that we need to love our enemies. Meaning that it's not a crime to have an enemy, but it's good for you to show a hand of love to those enemies. Whether they talk to you or not, just be good to them. Mm -hmm. Smile. I have no problem praying for my enemies. Yeah. It's good. I... I used to feel so hurt with my enemies mm. and at times I would not want to pray for them. But one time, uh, as I was praying the Lord's prayer, there is a, 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 a sentence that really touched my heart. Mm. Forgive me my sins. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Yeah, yeah. So, if I can't forgive, then the Lord will not forgive me. Exactly. If I can't love, then the Lord will not love me. That's right. So they exercises that we must produce. And I think that is actually uh, uh, just as the Bible says that uh, we need to look at the word of God as the mirror. Mm-hmm. Portray what you learn from the word of God mm. to another person. Because people nowadays are so busy. They don't have that time of going to church to listen to the message. Or tune in to Facebook or tune in to the TV or to the YouTube. Name them all. They don't have that time. Mm-hmm. But they have time to watch at your actions. To see if you are doing the right thing or wrong thing. Yep. yep. And that small thing that you are doing that is right... You never know. It's a message that we are sharing to another person to change the perspective of life. Look, absolutely. You can do nine things in the day that are right, mm. but you make that one mistake and that's the one that people will talk about. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I want to go on and talk about righteousness. Holy and upright living. It's a challenge, folks. Holy and upright living in accordance with God's standard. The word righteousness comes from a root word that means straightness. It refers to a state that that conforms to an authoritative standard. Mm. So righteousness is a moral concept. God's character is the definition and the source of all righteousness. That's Genesis 18.25, Deuteronomy 32.4 and Romans 9.14. Therefore, the righteousness of human beings is defined in terms of God's. Mm -hmm. For example, Adam and Eve would have acted righteously in their relationship with God Mm. if they had have obeyed him because his commands defined that relationship. Mm. So God's demands defined or would be defined obedience. Mm. Okay? Mm. Now, out of disobedience, then... um, uh, out of disobedience, righteousness was not kept. Mm-hmm. So God's righteousness is okay for us. But when Adam and Eve were disobedient, the righteousness was defiled. It was. And because they were using their own righteousness. Mm. That's why the Bible says that our righteousness is, is as filthy rags. Because we are unable to attain to that standard mm. um, that, that God has on our own. Mm. We need the righteousness of God. And that comes to us again through the impartation or the indwelling or the baptism mm. of the Holy Spirit. We have this, like, it's built into our heart or built into our spirit mm-hmm. that we need to be obedient unto scripture we need to be obedient unto the call of God Mm. and attain to his style of righteousness obtain to his style of obedience because every time we step out of obedience or every time we disobey God like Adam and Eve did Mm. then we in one way we're saying to God well your righteousness doesn't matter because now I'm operating on my own. Mm. And, and, and therefore we fall, we slip, we struggle, and then comes the need for repentance, as you talked about earlier. Yeah. I want to go on uh, to talk about obedience. Um, the word obey is related, actually, to the idea of hearing. Mm. Now, obedience is a positive, active response to what a person hears. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, you could say, Stuart, would you make me a cup of tea? Yeah. Right? Now, my obedience depends on me hearing you. So if you say it now, I can hear you. And then I can go and be obedient. But if I'm outside and you say, can you make me a cup of tea? I haven't heard you. Can't hear. And because I haven't heard you. You will do that. But I'm not disobedient. 
because I haven't heard. I've got a question. Comes from here, yes. When we were young, mm. <laughs> one time we were in class, and there was this very stubborn boy, and he said, uh, Today I'm going to make sure when Mrs. Wambua comes to, cha- to class, not to church, comes to class, I won't stand up because it was a must when the teacher comes in, we all stand up, and then the teacher would say, Good morning, class. Mm-hmm. And then we'll say, Good morning, madam. Or, Good morning, sir. So Mrs. Wambua comes in. By the way, Mrs. Wambua is my mom. <laughs> so she comes in. And we all stand up. And this boy decides, I'm not going to stand. Mm. And this, she says, good morning, class. And we say, good morning, madam. And she looks at this boy. And looks at him. And the boy feels guilty and stands up. And... Then after the lesson, we laughed at the boy because he told us he wouldn't stand. So we asked him, how come you, you, you decided to stand? He said, well, the teacher looked at me. That's why I stood. But inside my heart, I was seated. So can I say the boy was obedient or disobedient? He was disobedient. But he stood up. He was obedient to stand up, but in his heart he wasn't standing. He was a disobedient. So, on the outside he was obedient, but in his heart he was disobedient. And that is how we do in our Christian life. We know the truth. Mm-hmm. We, we, we go to church, we receive the word, we get blessed, we love everything in the church. But when we go home, Monday to Saturday, mm-hmm. we are doing things that are not pleasing to God. Um, okay, when we fail to obey God, right, when we fail to obey God, straight away we, stand, uh, we subject ourselves to God's judgment. Mm. As soon as we disobey, we then make ourselves subject to God's judgment. Mm. So obedience is a positive Active response to what a person hears. Mm. We talked about that. God summons people to active obedience to mm. his revelation. Mm-hmm. So, so what is the revelation? So we can read the scriptures, mm-hmm. okay? But reading the scriptures is not enough. We must receive the revelation Mm-hmm. Of the of the text or yeah. the revelation of the scripture, mm. we must receive the revelation, and so then we are required to be obedient as Christians. We're required to be obedient uh, unto the revelation of scripture. Mm-hmm. Right, the scripture is revealed to us. Yeah, and it says, "They shall not steal." So then we know in our heart. You're not supposed to steal. We not, should not steal. Now, imagine if I was like that stubborn boy. I went into the shop and I was caught stealing. I go to the manager and I say, I wasn't really stealing. It was just my hand that was stealing, but in my heart I wasn't stealing. Is he going to believe me? No. No. <laughs> no. Exactly. No. It doesn't work that way, does no. it? No. It doesn't work that way. So, 
Samuel, Samuel emphasised that God's pleasure was not in sacrifice, but God's pleasure was in obedience. Mm. He's saying obedience is greater than sacrifice. Amen. And, um, and even the promise of a new covenant emphasised obedience as God's gift, Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-three. In the New Testament, the obedience of Christ stands in contrast to the disobedience of Adam. This is interesting. The disobedience of Adam brought death, but the perfect obedience of Christ brought grace, righteousness, and life. Mm. You know, what are the wages of sin? The wages death. of sin is death, isn't it? Yeah. But the free gift of God is eternal life. So the wages... Mm. Is death the free gift? Mm-hmm. Okay, one you're working for wages. One, you're receiving a gift. Yeah. Which you're gonna do? Okay. Here's ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Do you want to work for it, or do you want it as a free gift? Free gift. You take the free gift any time. So, here's death. Death is disobedience mm. to God. And death is the wages. Mm. You work for the devil, you work for wages. Mm-hmm. And the wages of sin is death. But God gives you the free gift of eternal life. Mm. It's a gift. You don't, have, you don't even have to work for it. It's a gift. Yeah. Eternity. Good. Amen. It's good. Okay, lastly, I want to talk about separation from the world. Jesus states in John chapter 8, verse 23, You belong to the world here. Sorry, you belong to the world here below, but I, Jesus, come from above. Now, the term world also denotes the condition of human affairs. Ha ha. Human affairs with people who are alienated and opposed to God. Okay, this is the world. People, I'll read it again. People um, who have the condition of human affairs with people alienated and opposed to God. So Jesus wants his followers to live in the world to serve and to witness but not get caught up in the godless pleasures and the noise of the world. John seventeen fifteen. Jesus says, I do not ask you to keep them out of the world, but I ask you to keep them safe from the evil one. I think that's self-explanatory. So, conclusion mm-hmm. and wrap up. At the end of the day, we are either true believers or we're disqualified by the failure to pass the test. What's the test? Okay. Holiness, hatred of sin, love of the brethren, righteousness, obedience, obedience, and separation from the world. Mm. That's the test, folks. Mm. So... Be a genuine believer. Don't be a fake believer. 
And don't listen to the fake news, but listen to the real news of the gospel of Jesus. Everything else is fake news, believe me. The world is a noisy place and there's a lot of noise. Filter out the noise by focusing on the scriptures, focusing on Christ. Mm. Examine your hearts and to be sure that as you pass the test, you are in the faith. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks tonight. We pray, Lord, that we will be able to pass the test, Mm. that we will be faithful. Lord, we'll be counted among the faithful. We pray, Lord, that you'll help each one of us. Excuse me. Lord, that you'll help each one of us to attain to the standard of righteousness that you require. And we know, Lord, we cannot do that on our own or in our own strength, but through the Holy Spirit who indwells us. Mm. We pray, Lord, your blessing upon every listener today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.